Central. This is Tech Radio. All things computers, gadgets and web happening right now in Ireland. Hear us anytime on iTunes or download from techcentral.ie. Central. How are you doing? This is Dusty Rhodes and welcome to Tech Radio. For 10 years, the number one Irish tech podcast bringing you the latest in tech from around Ireland and across the world. Remember as well as a show on air with RTE and online via the website or your favourite podcasting app, Spotify or iTunes or the Stitcher, whatever keeps you happy. Uh, we keep you bang up to date on all things tech every single day with hourly updates and daily newsletters which you can grab for free at techcentral.ie. Joining me as always is our editor-in-chief, Niall Kitson. Um, Lots in the news this week, Niall. Uh, plenty of other bits and pieces to come. The one I want to start with is Wednesday. Samsung finally presented the world with their latest Note uh, smartphone, the Note 10. Yeah, uh, Samsung unpacked. Were you were you glued to your uh, computer for this? I'm, no. I'm actually I'm actually not sarky when I say this because this is sort of your big announcement of the year. Really, I mean, you're a Samsung guy. Naturally enough, you want you want to see what they're up to. I wasn't watching it at all, I have to say. I caught up with everything later. <laughs> That's so disappointing. Uh, I was imagining you on tenterhooks, just going, come on, give me, give me something cool and mobile. Well, so, no. Did you actually get anything cool and mobile? Uh, no, I didn't, no. <laughs> oh, okay. Right, that's a very interesting jumping off point. You were not impressed by what you saw. Um, no, that's not fair now. Um it's not that I was impressed. I was impressed, but there was no, oh, wow. All right. And that's fine. And I think, actually, do you know what I thought about it when, when uh, I was reading all about it and catching up and preparing for the program today? The Note 10, you could call it Samsung's flagship smartphone. Mm-hmm. All right. Because, you know, the S10 and uh, the Galaxy, you know, they're, they're, they're the most popular ones, if you like. But this is the one that has everything. This is the one with the pen. All right. And then I was thinking, this is not just the Samsung's flagship smartphone. I think that this is the smartphone industry's flagship smartphone. That's really interesting, because when you look at the Note, because you own a Note, Mm -hmm. um, this is the business class device. This is not the consumer class device. That was all meant to be the galaxies. Yeah. All that end of things. So the business device is now the flagship device. Yes, and that is because, you know, business people just, they have corporate spends. They don't have to put their hand into their own pocket to get this phone. Uh, the phone is genuinely useful uh, for people who are in business, so they will get a, a lot more out of it than they would with just a regular consumer phone. Um, but aside from that, it's the biggest, most powerful phone that there is. Uh, it's got absolutely the, the best tech. I think that the Note always has been the phone that does everything first, uh, and if you buy a note, and I have this experience, you buy a note and everybody else catches up three years later. Right. OK. Um, well, what are you using at the moment, actually? You're, you are using a note right now, aren't you? No, no. I had the note and then I was going to get another note, but I didn't use the stylus so much. Right. I did okay. a little bit for, for making hand notes and stuff like that. But that was the only thing. And it was only occasionally I went, you know, I'm just going to stick with a regular Galaxy. I don't need a note. Okay. But the well, note that I had, and it was like, I think it was the Note 4 or something. I mean, like it was way back. Hmm. Still a yeah. good phone. Yeah. Yeah. 
OK, well, let's talk a little bit about about what we saw, because there's the Note 10 and the Note 10 Plus. Uh, and, you know, as you can imagine, the, the relationship between both. And I actually kind of looking to, to hit the same uh, audience. And one of the uh, ways that you can go, oh, yeah, OK, they're, they're looking at the same crowd uh, effectively, is the fact that they come in two kind of very distinctive, very attractive finishes in them, which they're calling uh, the Aura there, there's the Aura Black, which is, as you can imagine, black, and the Aura Glow, which changes depending on which way the light hits the casing. It's kind of novel. It is kind of novel. I'm not, I'm, <laughs> the reason I'm, I'm smiling at you right now is because I completely glossed over the colour. Uh, who gives a damn? <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's funny that the first thing that you picked up on was the colour. <laughs> well, I mean, but there I mean, are no, a couple no, of things. You are absolutely right, though. I mean, the, the, the colour is new and it's different and it does look make the phone look fantastic and different as well. So, you know, I'm, I'm taking the mick out of you, but I am complimenting you at the same time. You are right. Yeah, well, there's a couple of things um, in terms of how it actually looks. And yeah, colour, fine, off to one side. Um, that, to me, says some interesting things about the direction smartphones in general are going to go, um, especially in the context of what we've seen in the last few years with the last few generations of the iPhone. Um, what I've noticed about the, the Note 10 in both forms um well, the smaller one being 6.3, the, the bigger one being 6.8 inches, 6.8 inches, uh, respectively. So, you know, these are still very large. Um, part of the, the product category formerly known as the Fablet, now it's just a smartphone. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I noticed wasn't there uh, was a notch. Have we seen the end of the notch? Oh, I hope to goodness we have. You know I don't like them and everybody flaps on about the notch. Oh, for God's sake, get a life. Yeah, well, one thing that when you look at the the new notes, it's just this very discreet little hole punch, top center, mm-hmm. and you go, Do you know what? Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't see why you'd need anything else. <laughs> but again, that's that's what makes me laugh about this. You were asking me, was I excited about the the Note Ten launch? And no, it wasn't because it's just we're seeing it. It's just, it's the same thing every year. Do you know what I mean? Like last year, the whole thing was about the hole punch being moved over to the top right hand corner. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's amazing. And now it's back. And now everybody's going, wow, it's back. Everything is amazing. It's like, I'm I'm just, I'm beyond getting excited. (laughs) Well, there are, there are a few things that are actually worth getting excited about. And and you should be, uh, you should be on top of this because you're somebody that does quite a bit of traveling, Mm -hmm. uh, much more than I do anyway. Mm -hmm. And uh, both of these phones are dual SIM. Mm -hmm. uh, But in the case of the Note, um, uh, the Note 10 Plus, I think it is. You have the option of going uh, one SIM card or sorry, uh, two SIM cards or one SIM and one micro SD, which will bump up your storage potentially from, you know, 256, 512 um, uh, gig storage all the way Hmm. up to one terabyte of storage. Well, normally the way way they work it with the uh, with the Samsung phones is that if there is a micro SD slot in there, they do adapt some of their phones specifically to be dual SIM. Mm, And that is very, very useful if you are traveling uh, in America or if you're traveling in Australia. Not so much use if you're traveling around Europe. Uh, But then you can have an American phone line, an American SIM card, and you can have a European SIM card. And then no matter where you are doing your work, bam, people can get you. It's fantastic. 
Mm-hmm. Or, you know, for the majority of people, they would just use that extra slot as a micro SD card. Mm. Yeah. So I'm delighted to see that they've done that. But again, they have the 10 plus and then they've got the 10. All right. Now, I don't see the 10 plus as being the 10 plus. I see it as being the 10 and then the other one's the 10 minus. Because, no, and and I'm not saying that in a bad way. What I'm saying is the 10 plus is the phone that has all the stuff that you would want if you're a high end businessman. Okay. And that is a perfect example with the dual SIM. If you are traveling the world and you're going through various continents, having a dual SIM phone is very, very useful. And that is something you would expect as standard. Okay. It's on the 10 plus, but it's not on the 10. All right. Um, mm. You've got little things like uh, there's fixed memory on the 10, but the, there's increased memory on, on the 10 plus. Uh, there's more RAM in the 10 plus than there is in the 10. So kind of what I'm thinking is there's only 200 quid difference really between the two phones. Mm. Yeah. So essentially what you want to be doing is you want to say, right, well, the 10 plus is the phone <laughs> mm. and the 10 is the cutback, the 10 minus as I call it. Okay, that's that's actually a really interesting way to look at things because one of the um, aspects of the 10 Plus, and this is something that I've seen other phones try and do in the past, uh, Asus are trying to do it now with the Raj Phone 2. Um, HP tried it in the past with the Elite X3 uh, and it didn't work out. Uh, all the way back to uh, Asus um, uh, experiment with the the smartphone that became a tablet. If you if you remember that, um, the idea of getting your smartphone to become your PC and looking at the specs of the Note Ten Plus, like you've got you've got a smartphone with a big screen, but twelve gigs of RAM. Like your average to decent laptop these days will start with eight gigs. I know. I which was is, I was smiling at that one. All right. <laughs> I, w- I was like, if you look at the specs, this is a reasonably specced laptop. If but somebody gave you some something with this kind of material under the hood, you go, oh, yeah, OK, that's fine. Yeah, exactly. The 10 plus again, uh, the storage on that is 256 gigs of, uh, of storage as standard. Mm. Or you can plump for 512. Now, you don't get that in a laptop these days either. Mm, yeah. You know, as you say, and the RAM, you- the, all, all that kind of stuff. Uh, uh, you're absolutely correct. And if you're using something like Dropbox, uh, you know, the internal storage even doesn't really matter. Uh, it's all it's all going to be cloud services anyway. What you should be interested in is the memory mm. as opposed to the storage. So a couple, a couple of interesting things, um, uh, other well, listen, interesting be- bits and bobs. Be- before, before you veer off, right, Yeah, uh, I just kind of want to get in because you're actually kind of bringing up something about business, a business class phone. All right. Mm. Uh, and before we get into the tech specs and the cameras and, uh, and the weight and the yada yada and whatever else about it, the Note Plus is definitely a business person's phone. And overall, I think what they've shown us is, okay, well, we've upgraded the tech and it's bigger and it's faster than it ever was and it's got nicer colors. Yeah, all right. Uh, but it still has all the things that you use in your business that no other phone can. So the S Pen is very important if you're making handheld notes or you need signatures or whatever it happens to be. Um, other things that they've introduced now with the uh, the uh, the Note 10 is they have, uh, you can, can save your handwriting. If you are making handwriting notes, you can save that to a Word document. Mm. And you can also set it up so that that Word document and indeed your phone will sync automatically with your Windows 10 PC. Right. 
Right. So to see the whole business side of things, also I think one of the interesting things that they've done is the this whole DeX idea with the uh, the Samsung high end phones. And DeX, when it started off, was kind of a little the holder for your for your smartphone uh, yes. and you would stick a note into it and at the other end it'd be connected to a hdmi monitor mm. and what would happen is your decks would then turn into essentially some kind of form of a laptop and you would be able to use your phone on the big screen with a wireless uh, um, keyboard and mouse or a wired keyboard and mouse or whatever you did you just use it via the dock and they've slimmed yeah. this down even more now so that it's not a unit that you need to put the phone in or a dock that you need the phone in, it's like a, a cable adapter going right. from the USB-C to HDMI and whatever else it happens to be. And as you say, for a business person who is traveling, you've got to travel light when you're in business. And to be mm. able to just wander around with this dongle and your phone and bam, do everything. And as you say, then you've got plenty of storage on the phone. But when you're connected with Dropbox... When your phone is connected with your Windows PC back in the office, it's all that business side of things, I think, is what makes the Note high and above every other phone. Yeah, yeah. And and that has always kind of been the plan. Yes. I think. Uh, and I, I, they probably have cracked it this time. I mean, you've got something that is practical on one end but still an object of desire and it looks funky and it looks cool mm. on the other and mm. um, and it's got a price tag to match i think it's fair to say actually price wise i thought it was okay okay um, but that, just, just but that to, is in a changing world because two years ago we were going a thousand euro for phone are you off your nuts that's true and that's now true. and now the 10 plus i reckon it's going to come in about 1200 in ireland uh, yep, you're you're right, and um, pre-orders have begun, but we don't have pricing on all the networks yet. I think uh, Air have confirmed that they're they're carrying it. Nobody else yet. Um, the Note 10 uh, is going to be nine ninety nine SIM free, but I don't think any carriers have committed to it mm. yet. All right, okay. Um, do you want to quickly run through the other bits and bobs to do with the phone and move on, or will we just move on? Ah, let's just move on. <laughs> He's had enough. He's had I've enough. had enough. All right, well, listen, I'm going to stop you right there, all right, because there are two things about this phone, or three things about this phone, that absolutely have to be mentioned before we go. Okay, right. I'm interested. Bixby button has moved. Ah. This horrible, I'm... horrible Bixie thing. What they've done is they've moved the power button from the right-hand side over to the left-hand side, where the Bixie button is now. And what you do yes. is you single click to power it on, you double click to get your camera, and then you press and hold in order to enable Bixie, which of course no one will ever do. Yeah. The other thing is that the 10 Plus will come with a 5G version. We don't know when. Which the Note 10 does not. Exactly. Okay. Right. Note 10 doesn't. Note 10 Plus 5G will. All right. A price on that, I'm sure it'll be higher. It has to be. And then the headline, Nile. The headline, which we haven't even talked about, and possibly this is an indication of where we're at, is that Samsung have finally ditched the 3.5 millimeter headphone jack. Do you know what? That was that was just popped into my head there now. Yes, that is the headline. That is massive because Samsung have been the ones who've held on to that. Um, But according to the marketing speak which means I don't believe okay. it. Uh, <laughs> 70% of Galaxy S and Note users don't use wired headphones. They use Bluetooth. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> Really, 70%. Sure. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pull yeah. the other leg. Uh, and they said, and of course, uh, the reason why a lot of these people take out that jack in the first place is it creates just a few more millimetres for a little bit more battery and gives you a little bit more juice in another hour or whatever it happens to be. But it is, uh, it is really interesting to see that Samsung, uh, who have held on to that, um, have decided to ditch it. And I am a little bit sad. Mm. And it's only because... Uh, I've worked in radio and audio all my life and quarter inch jacks and XLR and three and a half mil. They're all just part of my life. It's like it's kind of just, it's starting to ebb away slowly but surely. <laughs> but then again, like, you know, we used to plug everything in with RJ45 jacks. Do you know what I mean? And you, they don't mm. even make them anymore. Do you know? So uh, it's funny. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, listen, uh, all the news that is happening this week. Um, <laughs> so there was, there was a big moment of realization coming out of the Doyle, I believe, regarding the uh, national broadband plan. Yeah, the Oireachtas <laughs> Committee on Communications has decided that perhaps things aren't going brilliantly with the rollout of the National Broadband Plan or the, you know, lack thereof. Um, so um, basically, uh, on the 20th of August, so not too far from now, there will be a vote on a Fianna Fáil motion as to whether to commission an investigation into how well the uh, plan is going or not, as the case may be. <sighs> So there's going to be a vote as to whether there should be an inquiry by a committee whose job it is to oversee it. Do you know, it's just as well that they upgrade this plan as they go along, because otherwise we'd still be talking about getting 3G to all parts of the country as part of the national broadband plan. Well, I remember when we were doing that and it was, what, 2007? That's exactly, that's my point. You know, if they hadn't upgraded it, that's what we'd be talking about, getting 3G to the rest of the country. Oh my God, it takes so long. It's so frustrating. Mm. Um, But in a way, I'm happy because I think at the core of that national broadband plan, what a lot of people are getting at is you are going to have the government making a major investment in a part of Irish infrastructure and then that part of Irish infrastructure will be owned and operated by a private company. Yeah, and that really goes to the heart of uh, what the what this commission of investigation would potentially be looking at. Assume that you know mm-hmm. it goes ahead. Uh, I mean, we've we've talked about this so many times in relation to broadband. Uh, when you look at air, the worst decision the government any government in Ireland made was the decision to sell off air as a unified entity, as an operator, uh, and uh, and the owner of the of the telecommunications network. It has been a disaster for the for the the country and set us back years. Um, now we're getting to the stage where instead of learning from one's mistakes, the, uh, the government is looking to commission another private operator to do pretty much the same thing that at the end of the day, we won't own again. It's, uh, it's insane, isn't it? It's like, you know, mm. kind of like, oh, no, there's your new business. Uh, let me put 10 grand into your new business and ah, don't worry about paying me back. It's fine. Yeah, it's it's cool. It's cool. Mm. It's not even a loan. Just just take it. So it rumbles on. Also, uh, I think another interesting story in the news that has been well, I won't say rumbling on, but it's certainly been uh, making itself known in the last uh, week or two is uh, Facebook. There's a load of Facebook groups that will uh, and are actively uh, not not encouraging, but they're uh, looking for people to take part in doing fake reviews on websites such as eBay and Amazon and stuff like that. Yeah, Facebook in low quality content. Shocker. (laughs) (laughs) It's sarcasm like that that keeps our relationship alive. (laughs) But I mean, look at it this way. 
you've got um, there's no quality control on Facebook um, and uh, for a platform that you know if you want to be anonymous, you can make up your own persona and go do it. I mean, there's no verification or anything like that. If you want to operate on a commercial basis, cross my palm with silver, and that's that's pretty much it. There doesn't seem to be much in the way of oversight. So there was a study um, done by Which Magazine, which, which can be a fabulous read. It helped me no end when I was buying a washing machine not too long ago. Uh, and they did a study uh, which was based on... Um, uh, Rules and regulations set down by the Competition and Markets Authority in the UK. And they found that on platforms like Facebook, like Amazon, uh, like eBay, actually, I don't think Amazon were included, definitely eBay and Facebook, um, they found that there were indeed groups that were um, charging to have uh, fake reviews written up about products. Um, and you're looking at groups that were generating thousands upon thousands of reviews per month. And, you know, very simple, you know, if you want to positive review pay me a pound if you want a five-star review pay me 15 pounds and why would you do this well the more positive buzz you get about your product the higher up you're going to get in seo the more uh, chance you're going to have of, of making sales you know these things actually pay for themselves never mind the fact that they're entirely fraudulent and uh, guess what it's uh, illegal under uk law to write fake reviews uh, which i did not know prior to, to researching this story. So um, this study was brought to the intention of eBay and Facebook, who said that they've shut down um, more or less all. I think there's one or two groups still left on, on Facebook, that these groups have been shut down. And you know, Facebook said they were going to put in place better systems to, to identify mm. this sort of behavior uh, in future, which is a very typically Facebook response. Yeah. They will never say, we will hire people, we will, hire, we will develop better policies. They always say, we will put in place better systems or we will hire more developers. They always think there's an automated solution to things. Yeah, well, that's why Facebook's uh, reputation is mud. Um, What about if people were to write reviews of Facebook and they were all positive? Would you believe them? (laughs) (laughs) Facebook is great. There is no social media platform like it. It's the best. And it's so cost-effective. When it does come to reviews, though, online... Would you not be thinking anyways that some of these are going to be fake or not fake or people with a gripe or whatever? Do you believe reviews? You have to look at the the way that I, I hate to use a cliche like this, but sort of the way the wind blows. You you look not at what one person has to say, but you look at what, you know, maybe a dozen people have to say or, or even more than that, just to get a sense of, you know, what the broad reception to, to a product is. That's that's what I do. And if I come across a negative review, I sort of have a read. And there are usual usually telltale signs like, you know, an excessively negative tone or, you know, the, the quality of writing itself is is pretty poor um that kind of thing uh, which are little telltale giveaways uh, and you know even then if i come across uh, a product review where a review is clearly fake do i want to support whoever was uh, would make such a product like that and would market a product like that i don't think so the way I but the way I've always looked at uh, reviews is I'm very suspicious if all I read is positive review after positive review after positive mm. review, um, because nobody's that good. Uh, and then also the internet, the way it is, there are going to be people with gripes who will go on and give bad reviews, and that's fine. Um, and mm. like you, I kind of take an overview of all the reviews. 
And I say, mm. all right, well, what's the general gist of it here? And that's the way that uh, I would go with it. Um, mm. Whereas, you know, kind of five-star reviews all the way, or um, I, no, I don't, I don't uh, believe that. Though, funny enough, if it's all negative reviews all the way, I do believe that. <laughs> yeah. Well, do, do you know where has just become a cesspit of reviews? Where? Um, they, they've just become completely unreliable is IMDb. IMDb is terrible for reviews. And you know what? I've actually came across films where I'm convinced it is the director or someone associated with the director who wrote the review because in reading the review, they were in a very specific voice that happened to be the same as, you know, the mm. tagline of the movie and everybody or, you thinks, know, a synopsis. And everybody thinks they're a movie critic. And then the, the other thing with those those reviews is that that is somebody's opinion. It's a piece of art. <laughs> well, yeah, a lot of it can be subjective. A lot exactly. of it can come down to the the individual. What what touches them? I mean, hey, put a science fiction film in front of us. We're going to make allowances. Oh my god! Yeah, absolutely. You and I would actually. Do you know a perfect example? Right, brought my wife to see Inception because right. it was meant to be brilliant, terrific uh, uh, directing, the, the the whole movie, the special effects, Leonardo DiCaprio, the, the whole idea. It was just fantastic. It was getting rave reviews everywhere. Come on, Ocean, let's go. Boom, boom, boom. Off we go. Sit down. At the, uh, my, our, my son came uh, with us as well. So the, th- the three of us, okay? And then hmm. afterwards, I just went, oh, wow. My son goes, oh, my God, that was amazing. Way better than I ever thought. And my wife went, well, that's two hours I'll never get back. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, there's no winning sometimes, is there? No, but uh, just saying it's the subjective of it, subjectiveness of it, like, you know. Hmm. Uh, anyway, listen, speaking of movies and reviews and that kind of stuff, we actually have a major company who's doing something sensible in the world of movies with HBO. Yeah, HBO, um, they've decided that algorithms are all nice and all that, but, you know, there is no substitute for word of mouth, mm. uh, for hearing a recommendation from an actual human being who potentially is either like you uh, or generally knows what they're on about. Yeah. Um, and I think hearing uh, some, hearing something positive from from somebody that's like you as a human being is probably the best um, form of uh, recommendation you can get. I've noticed it more as I get as I get older. That uh, I, you know, if I see a YouTuber or someone like that, I'm like, yeah, do they does this person's values line up with me or their tastes line up with me as opposed to being purely objective. Uh, So HBO have embraced this. They have put up 50 of their uh, favorite shows and and movies that they've that they've done. And they have individuals, actual humans that they're paying to um, sort of talk about what they liked about, you know, a particular show Mm -hmm. uh, and then go watch the first episode for free. Doesn't work with everything. I mean, if you have an anthology show like, you know, Black Mirror uh, or, yeah, Black Mirror, for example, or Twilight Zone or something like that, you know, it's not going to work. But if you have a serial show, maybe like The Sopranos or, um, goodness, The Wire or something like that, uh, it could potentially work out quite well. Um, I I I think you've hit a nail on the head, though, when you said that uh, about being the reviewers, because often when I'm looking at reviews, I wonder, well, who is telling me what they think? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it'd be like kind of, again, like my movie example with uh, uh, with Inception, all right? It's kind of, you know, kind of a, a, I'm a, a white Caucasian uh, female, blah, 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 no interest in science fiction, saw um, Inception, it was terrible. 
Yeah. But if you didn't know that she was a, a white Caucasian female who didn't like science fiction movies and all you saw was absolute rubbish. Yeah. So I think there well, needs to be context in that. And what I'm saying is, wouldn't it be great if on reviews, and it doesn't matter what the review is for, I don't care if it's for saucepans or washing machines or movies or books or whatever it happens to be, wouldn't it be great if it just said male, 30s, North American? <laughs> you will like this. No, 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 but it's not that. This review was given by a male to the 30s, North American or European or uh, uh, Asian or whatever happens to and. You've kind of, because there is commonality within cultures and where we all come from, do you know? Yeah. And, yeah, and the way I we think. think. I think that's and I, to think just, but then again, of course, then you're going to share that data, but then they'll say, but it's anonymous. And then you go, but it's tied to my email address. Oh, do you know what? I have to forget it. That's it. <laughs> that's <laughs> it. That's idea. the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> this conversation is over. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Actually, do you know what? I think we will wrap up on, uh, on that note. Uh, good news, good news all around though. I think this week with the, uh, with the note phone being released, that was good broadband plan. Well, well, that's silly, but we knew that. Uh, fake reviews on Facebook, Kelsey Priest and HBO doing uh, human being reviews, which could be equally as silly. <laughs> so who knows? Or awesome. <laughs> Listen, that is our show for uh, this week. Remember, you can get the lowdown on all we've talked about, and of course, all things tech in Ireland, with hourly updates, daily newsletters, and more at our website, techcentral.ie, or of course, listen to us each week online, or Fridays on DAB Digital Radio with RTE Radio and Extra. Until next time, from myself, Dusty Rhodes, and from Niall Kitson. Thanks so much for listening and have a great weekend. Get Tech Radio. Subscribe for free with iTunes or download on demand at techcentral.ie. Tech Radio is produced by digitalaudioproductions.com. Tech Central.